Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of each show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name, utilizing nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everyone benefits? Our expert tonight is Amanda Taylor, who has developed her genius in the area of family law. Amanda Taylor graduated with honors and her Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Utah with a major in behavior science. She returned to her alma mater later, where she had earned her Juris Doctorate degree. 
She has been an assistant attorney general in Arizona, legal defender for the state of Arizona in Yuma, a city prosecutor and sole practitioner. Amanda's practice focuses on family law, Chapter 7 bankruptcy, and some criminal defense cases. Amanda wasn't always a lawyer, as she earned her living as a massage therapist and a secretary, administrative assistant, besides working with government and business to give teenagers a chance to pick up some job skills. She's also lived overseas in Chile and Australia. Amanda Taylor's name indicates that she is a workaholic and takes that work to an extreme even more than most workaholics. She has a dichotomy in her name, as it indicates both that she's a workaholic and that she doesn't want to do any more work than she has to. However, there's always a mitigating letter in between the two letters which indicate this dichotomy that she takes what she believes to the extreme. Thus, his work, her work is taken to the extreme. This, coupled with a few other outstanding traits in her name, makes her a remarkable lawyer who specializes in family law. Her name also indicates artistic ability and that she wishes to make the world a better place. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Amanda. Thank you, Sharon. You know, you did various different careers prior to becoming a lawyer. So what happened to you that you said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore, but now I'm going to become a lawyer? Back in, in the 80s, when I was in my 30s, I was in a very serious car accident, one of those... Um, kind of do-you-want-to-die types, and I found that I had sustained a traumatic brain insult. And so over the course of trying to get the matter litigated and concluded, I had three very, very bad lawyers. Um, they did nothing for my case, and finally, and one of the last one was even somewhat inappropriate, and after four years, I finally managed to get my case concluded. And when I saw how much money they took for doing nothing, I thought, I can do this bad of a job and still this manage to make a living. Wow. And, and so you have so much. You know, you're qualified for a bachelor's degree in speech pathology. However, your college didn't want you to receive that degree as you had a brain injury. So what happened there? Was that even legal? We've got about 30 seconds for that answer. No, and actually it violated the Americans with Disability Act. But I took it as the universe shutting a door for a reason. I had all the undergraduate hours for a bachelor's and was going for the master's program. And I literally was told, we don't want someone with, with a brain injury to have a master's in speech pathology. And I said, that's fine. I'll just go be a lawyer. And I did. <laughs> wow. Well, we need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can also be heard on knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out what Amanda suggests a person consider if a divorce is happening to you or any of your friends. Please stay tuned to this amazing lawyer. Amazingly, you have a gift for the law, Amanda. Was it difficult to get into law school with your brain injury? No, actually, I still did well. I had an extremely good, um, solid undergraduate work, and I applied to nine schools, and I got accepted into five. So for me, it was easy getting into law school. And we always hear that that's so hard and there's so much competition, and yet you were very successful in so many ways. It's amazing that the other school didn't want you to have that speech pathology degree. And have, has your degree 
also your undergraduate degree helped you in behavior yes, science? Yes, it has. Because of behavioral science, I've learned about linguistics. With the speech pathology, I learned about people having cognitive deficits, and I've learned about the statistics about when people are incarcerated and, and the high rate of recidivism. And okay, that enables- hold that. We need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can also be heard on knowthename.com. And after the break, we'll find out what Amanda suggests a person consider if a divorce is happening to you or your friends. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax, or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt, and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud, or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800-square-mile area in Siberia? 
Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Amanda Taylor, whose website is ajtaylorlaw.com. Since you're qualified in behavior science and speech pathology, we were talking about right before the break, if that gives you any added insights in different ways so that you're being able to help family with disabilities. Go ahead and complete that thought for us, please. Yes, it's actually very helpful, especially when you're looking at families who have emotional, emotionally disturbed children. If you are in any kind of dependency law, I have the ability to really cross-examine the state's witnesses who sometimes are not always as impartial as you are led to believe, that I can read these reports and, and nitpick them and see where the flaws are. Also, it gives me the ability in criminal work to deal with and understand when people do not have the wherewithal, what we call a Rule 11, where they don't have the ability to assist in their own defense, where they have to be brought into an ability or a mental state where they can think and help plan their strategies. But especially in family law, it allows us to examine the family dynamic, what's going on, recommend different type of counseling, file the proper motions with the court, and also it allows me to assist the families who are going through the problems, going through this transition, on ways that they can cope more readily with what's happening, and I have the ability to point them in the right direction because traditional counseling doesn't always work for everybody. You know, do families with disabilities, when there's a divorce that's happening, go through different things or more things, or is there more trauma when that divorce happens than other families? I believe so, because when you have a disabled child, that child frequently will need care well past maturity, what we would consider the age of 18, and then the kids can begin to be more um, independent of the parents. When you have a, a disabled child and the parents are angry with one another, it is more difficult to get them to agree to some kind of care, or frequently the parent who doesn't end up with the child will walk away and wash their hands of the child, or the disabled child can't really figure out what's going on 
and it's harder for that child to cope. It comes with a lot more difficult challenges to work through as counsel than children who do not have particular issues that need help. You know, I've heard you state that our prisons are mostly filled with people with mental illnesses. Talk to us about that, because I think the general public, we think that somebody did something wrong or there's a criminal and that's who ends up in our prisons. But you have made a statement before that so many uh, people with mental disabilities end up in our prisons. How does that happen and what can we do to help? Well, when I was a legal defender, I did some research on this, and what I found is that some of the um, prison individuals in New York State had done some research, and I read the statistics, and it said, and this I also learned in the speech um, pathology program, 85 to 86% recidivism rate amongst the um, prison population, which means they're repeat offenders, and they found that a vast number of these people who are the repeat offenders have learning disabilities of some kind. Now, what that tells us is that individuals are in prison because they fell behind the cracks in school. And even though we have the Leave No Child Behind program, it does, in fact, leave kids behind. They are now socially passed versus um, having to fail and repeat a grade. And then you get compounding into that you get the new drugs, which are the spice and the meth, which, uh, as you know, under meth, you basically end up with Swiss cheese for brains because it eats holes in it. And once it destroys the neurological thinking, it you can't recover it. And at some point, you will need medication to be a coherent individual. And so, of course, some people never recover that ability, and they have to go into the state institutes. And I have represented people like that who were then ultimately committed because they cannot, they will never recover their thinking processes. Now, what the prisons found is that they are, the majority of people in there have some sort of cognitive deficit or mental, they're mentally ill. And this one particular study out of New York has shown that basically the DOC officers, which is Department um, of Corrections, they don't really want to be called guards anymore. They're um, officers. They they were trained in how to contain people who are there as inmates. They are not trained in medical um, care. And so when you have people who are in there who have mental illness, whether it is genetic or self-caused through drug taking, they they do not focus on skills that help them deal with the mentally ill. And so you have then people who are in these prisons who really should be in state mental institutes, and it puts a burden on the prison. It puts an incredible burden on our Department of Corrections officers because they're dealing with people they shouldn't be, and they're mixing the people who have mental illness in with the general inmate population, which then puts the people who are mentally ill that makes them vulnerable, and the people who are the prisoners, they then may be subject to people who are unstable and are violent. It's quite a conundrum that eventually our society is going to have to figure out what to do with them. Oh, that just sounds sad. Do the prisons separate them out at all, or do they even recognize that some are mentally ill versus some aren't? 
they do recognize it, but what are you going to do? You can't title what we say in Arizona, Title 36, which is submit them for mental um, evaluation. You know, they try, but they're there on a prison sentence. It is up to the judge. It was up to their defense counsel to say, hey, wait a minute. Otherwise, the medical facilities of the Department of Corrections or their prison system is absolutely overwhelmed. There isn't enough funding. And in the cases where it's a private prison, well, why would you want to go in and pay all this care for physicians and medication when, you know, for two or three years, as long as you can babysit them, they're out. And then they become the general public's problem again. Wow, that just seems... It, it's money. What can a, a regular, everyday person do about this? Can we do anything? Well, you can write your senators or congressmen. You can take an interest in the actual prison there. You can ask what the statistics are. But really, it's about the families of these inmates who need to start requesting. Or you have, if your particular family member is locked away, and not getting the mental health. You have to get an attorney, whether it's public defender or not, to file a motion with the court asking the court to order that they be, they be given their medication. Now, they do have medical staff there, but then again, the prisons have to be careful that they're not giving them medication that is easily sold because some people go in and claim they need, for instance, OxyContin for significant serious back problems, and they really don't. And I believe there are certain levels of classifications of drugs that prisons just won't administer because it's too much um, of a black market product. Wow. Uh, Just to switch the topic just a little bit, Amanda, I understand your nickname is Demanda. Was your nickname always Demanda, and how how did you get that as a nickname? (laughs) Well, (laughs) when I was really young, in, in my early 20s, it was more Dandy Mandy because the Barry Manilow hit song was out and I've just aged myself. But um, so it, that was a cute name in your 20s. And then as I got a little older and especially when I became an attorney and it's like I grew into my name, um, my friends began to say instead of Amanda, they were they would call me Damanda because I'm you know, I'm so used to solving people's problems and thinking logically that when anybody says something, I immediately start saying, you do this, you do this, you do this, because that's what I say to my clients. And, you know, I, I got a little bossy. <laughs> I demand things. Yeah, but it works well for a lawyer. Um, talking about that, you know, you had that brain injury that you had to get over and you still deal with at different times on different levels. So what was your stumbling stumbling blocks? How do you like that when I stumble over the word stumbling? Uh, what were your stumbling blocks and problems along the way and how did you overcome them? Well, when I first sustained the insult, it took a long time. It does take five years to the, for the brain to recover to the point that it will, according to traditional medicine. And... I had to keep a notebook with me and write everything down. When I first started practicing law, I had to go to one of the judges and say, as a legal defender, I cannot sit in the in the courtroom where all the noise is because I can't filter out background noise. And I had to ask for a 
room for me to meet with my client because I couldn't get it done. And everyone knows that when you're a public defender, you meet with your client and then they're out of the in, uh, in custody and they're out in chains and that way you can see them. They can sign documents. And so I was allowed access to the jury room in order to do this. And the irony is that although I received quite a bit of grief for that, all the other attorneys used the room, and I had a hard time getting into the room set aside for me <laughs> because it was nice to get away from the noise. Yeah, so that it was a benefit even though it was a challenge benefit. Um, right, and so I had to let the court system know that I had this head injury. And they did make some accommodations for me in that sense. When I took the, the state bar, for instance, I was allowed to use a computer at the time when they were handwriting it, and I had double test taking time. Now, since then, I have gotten considerably faster, and I don't need any of those kinds of accommodations. But then I did alternative healing and alternative medicine to work with my brain insult, and I have had substantial improvement in my thought processes so that it is a very minor thing. The only time my um, the brain trauma is apparent is this, uh, if it's, it is this when I'm very, very tired and I will stumble over words, and that's called dysarthria, or I will forget words, which is aphasia, and I have actually had that happen to me in court where I will just go blank. And fortunately, the judges that I work with know this. And so uh, I'll never forget a, a criminal matter after the state had done their uh, presentation or done their case. You are asking for a directed verdict. And that's standard and everybody does it. It's You don't want to forget, otherwise it's unethical. And so I stood up and I looked at the judge, and for the life of me, I couldn't remember the word directed verdict. And so I had to do a process called cueing, self-cueing. And I said, Your Honor, I'm asking for that thing. I can't remember the name. It's where, you, you know, after the state does their case, and I'm asking the court to make a decision. And the judge looks at me and smiles. He goes, Oh, you mean that thing called the directed verdict? I'm like, Why, yes, that is the thing I mean. And so, okay, hold your thought right there. Uh, we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to families whose lawyers specialize in family law and who are working to assist a family during a most trying time when they're going through a divorce. And after the break, we'll find out about some of the different ways that Amanda has assisted people. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. 
Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Amanda Taylor, whose website is ajtaylorlaw.com. Amanda, we were just starting to talk about divorces, and they're becoming more and more common. 
And, and that's how it feels. But is it just because we're here? Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is, we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com Save. Children in Ukraine have been wounded and are traumatized by the violence. UNICEF is on the ground providing health, hygiene, and critical emergency supplies. Please go to unicef.org to donate now. Thank you. Bring about them more, or are the rates of actual divorces increasing? I do believe the rates are increasing. And the reason is, is that as the society or our culture becomes more of a a sense of immediate gratification. No one wants to put the time and effort into sustaining a relationship when it has been made so incredibly easy to get rid of it. And what I have found is that now the, some of the states and some of the state bars want to have what they call family law technicians. And this is a step step up above a document preparer and not quite like a lawyer. And it really, in my opinion, does a disservice to the practice because you get technicians who really, they may know the forms, but they lack that grounding in so much that lawyers come to the table with. Not only is it the three years of schooling, it's all the continuing legal education, it is the undergraduate degree that we had to earn before going to law school, usually the lawyers have a considerable life experience to go along with it. Not always, but most of the time. So that when you're talking to an attorney, you get, for instance, if you come to my office, I will tell you not only the right paperwork to be done, but I can tell you about problems that your child may be having in school, you know, the counselors, the psychologists, the neuropsychologists, how to deal with the autistic children, which that one's just going off the charts for all the children that are becoming autistic. And then you've got just the the document preparers, which they are not allowed to give you legal advice. All they can do is slap a form together. So then you've got the next step, which are these technicians. They don't have the wealth and breadth of experience and knowledge and education. And allegedly their function is to step into the the place where people who can't afford lawyers can do this and it's kind of a double-edged sword you make it so easy to get rid of your wife to get rid of your children that we are we are becoming a throwaway society i will have women divorcing their husbands just because they're bored the man is nice he's not unhealthy he's not um 
They're yeah. attractive men. They don't drink. They don't gamble. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. But the women are bored. And I will see that from the women much more than the men. And so they're just, oh, I just don't really love him anymore. And they'll have two or three little children. And I try and talk to them, stop it. You, you're not, the grass is not greener. And your children need their father. Don't destroy your marriage because you personally are bored. That means you're boring. And I just can't get through to these young people because they they want instant narcissistic gratification. Oh, that's almost scary. What does each person who's going through a divorce need to consider? They need to consider their children first. If they don't have children, excuse me, they need to consider financially how are they going to make it. Now, if you're a woman who is in an abusive situation or a man who's in an abusive situation and you lack financial means, you need to plan a little bit. You need to save some money. You need to get a credit card. And um, you need to have, like, an escape plan so that when the other party is gone, you can have your friends come over, load up what is yours, get out. You have the or, – or if you're lucky enough to have the money, you get the attorney to write a petition for the divorce, do the temporary orders, do the emergency orders. And if you need to, at the same time, you get an order of protection so that you get custody of the house or you're having exclusive use of the house pending an order of protection hearing or pending a, an emergency orders hearing. And so there are ways you can protect yourself, but it takes the ability to move fast, and you've got to plan it out. In Nebraska, no one can get divorced once they do the paperwork for six months because they have found that within that six-month time period, many couples change their mind. Is that what you're finding in Arizona also? We do, not probably as much as Nevada. We have a 61-day period, so you can't, the court will not divorce you sooner than 60 days. And that gives, I guess out here, we only have a two-month cooling-off period. But I have found in the process of the divorce, sometimes if there are children, people will want to try again. Unfortunately, the ones who, my advice is to leave the divorce pending so that if it doesn't work out, you don't waste the money that you've already spent getting the paperwork in place and filing it and paying your attorneys. We just, what we call abate the situation, which is to let it just stall. And so then tell them they've got like basically six months to a year before it's kicked off the inactive calendar and the clerk of the court will close the case. And I just suggest that they don't do that because, unfortunately, one of the tactics of a party who does not want to pay spousal support to the other party or they want to get better situated, they'll try and, quote, reconcile, end quote. They, the wife, usually it's the wife, will foolishly dismiss the divorce. Then she goes home thinking she's happily married. She gets a job. And then within six months, husband files again, only this time she doesn't have spousal support because she's got a job, and then he makes sure to get the emergency orders first and take the kids. And that's something to be very aware of, so you don't dismiss the action. You try and reconcile while it is pending. Wow. What suggestions would you make on how a friend can support someone else who's going through a divorce? What do you see that most people could benefit from? by their friends when they're going through this? Never criticize their partner. Listen to them because they, 
they might reconcile, in which case now you're the one who said what a terrible partner they're married to. So you don't say that. You just tell them they will be all right, that they are strong, that they're going to get through this. So you support them, but you're not negative to the other person. Because especially if there's children, you always have to remember that other person, even if you are angry with them, that is still their parent. And if you criticize their parent, the child will think you are criticizing them because they come from that parent. Ah, that's something to really think about. You know, I've heard horror stories that happen to people during a divorce, like fighting over custody to one parent, you know, absconding with the family's money. Are there laws that protect women from abandonment and that protect children in these cases? Yes, there are. The sense of law for abandonment, we don't really use that that theory anymore, the theory of abandonment. But literally on the books in Arizona, it is a class one misdemeanor to impoverish your partner and leave them destitute where they have no shelter and they're not able to eat. Now, I haven't really seen that one enforced, but it is on the books. And that is something that to be aware of and to know. You can also, and wait, I take that back. I've seen it enforced by law enforcement one time where one of my clients was told that if he didn't give his wife some money, they would arrest him, and they cited to that statute. So I stand, I correct myself on that. And that is important to know, to check the criminal law to see if there's something about being left destitute on the books. The other thing you can do is you can file your petition and then ask for temporary orders. In Arizona, the law says that we have to hold a temporary orders hearing within 30 days. Now, that allows the court to issue something in terms of the order to make sure the children are safe, they're not being used in a tug-of-war. You can always issue emergency orders as well. They don't. The courts don't usually like to issue emergency orders on cash because they figure most people can make it at least 30 days, and we do have some of the government safety nets out there. But you can get that, and you can also get emergency orders where a bank, for instance, has to freeze an account. So if you think your partner is going to take all, you know, $10,000 out of your account and leave you without a penny to your name, you go and take your money to the lawyer or your credit card and you ask the lawyer to get you an emergency order, which will freeze that, that money. And it can be done. That would be a temporary restraining order. Um, against that account. So it is possible, and the laws are there. You just need to be able to move quickly. You know, what would happen if somebody absconded with the money and then announced the divorce so the damage was already done? Can you protect against that too? Is there some kind of retribution? Well, what you can do is you can ask the court, you can ask for an, an expedited hearing. By that time, it's not really... It could be considered irreparable harm. When, you deal, when you're dealing with an emergency situation, the standard is irreparable harm. Are they going to liquidate the assets so there's nothing left for you? Is the child in such danger that he could or he, she could be irreparably harmed? Then you have the next standard, which is expedited hearing, where it's not, it doesn't meet the emergency situation, but it is important so you need something to be heard usually within 10 days. 
an expedited, I mean, excuse me, the emergency one is done where you can walk it in ex parte without the other person knowing about it and have your court look, or the judge will look at it, issue the order, and then you serve the order already granted on the other person. That's the irreparable harm, and then the court will set it within 10 days to determine whether or not there really is irreparable harm, and both parties can argue it. Otherwise, it's an expedited hearing, um, hopefully within 10 days, but it's not the emergency where the judge sees it without both people arguing it. Now, with money, you can do that. So let's say um, your husband takes all the money out of the account. You're left with like $100, and he's got you know 10000 What are you going to do? Well, most um, courts now have pro-per documents that you can file. And so all you need to do is just do good enough to get in front of the judge and ask for a temporary orders hearing, and then you ask that the other person be required to give back the money or to give you half, and, and then you ask the court to award you so much money for an attorney to represent you. And I have filed motions um, and done a notice of limited appearance to argue for the award of attorney fees in a case where the other person may have all the money and power and then wife has nothing. So how, it, it how do you keep from becoming negative or feeling hopeless with all the family problems that you're dealing with on a daily basis? And we just have about 45 seconds for you to answer that. But I, I don't know how you wouldn't fall into negativity with all that you're seeing. How do you manage to stay positive? I get lots of massages. I do aromatherapy. I use um, vibrational medicine of the box flower and California flower essences systems. And I have girlfriends who are lawyers, and we laugh about the problems. We don't give names, but we'll talk about situations. And we just have a good time making fun of ourselves about a certain case if we get too involved in it. But primarily it is meditation. Okay, we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. After the break, we'll find out what Amanda Taylor has in her name that has assisted her that you may have in your name as well. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Own Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Own Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Amanda Taylor, whose website is ajtaylorlaw.com. She has taken her compassion and intellectual acuity to a level where she's able to help families during very difficult times. 
Amanda, we've been talking about divorce and, and what you can do. And some of the times I think people don't hire a lawyer because they just think lawyers are so incredibly expensive. Do lawyers ever negotiate their fees? We can. Some don't. Some do. But more and more, usually I have found that if you are on a very limited budget, if you go to the lawyer and you say, look, all I have, for instance, is $3,000, what that lawyer can do, let's say for $3,000, is they can file the initial paperwork and they can work with you and go through the temporary orders hearing. Usually after a temporary orders hearing, you will have your spousal support established, you'll have your child support, you'll have a parenting plan, and most of the people can handle the rest. It's that initial stuff and being in front of the judge. You gave a speech to the Border Patrol when they were celebrating Women's Day, and you said some things in your speech that have not been said previously. What was your key message to them, and what did you say that was new? What I have found is that although there is right now a lot of um, feminist movement going on in the country, that some of it is being perceived positive, some is being perceived as not as positive as these second waivers are. But when we had the meeting, what I said to these this wonderful audience of primarily men that were there to celebrate the women in their group who had been successful and promoted is that had it not been for the men in this country who wrote the laws, who listened to their wives, their daughters, their you know their families, their mother, those laws wouldn't have been changed. Women wouldn't have had the vote. Women wouldn't have had these rights because the men listened to them, we did. And so I acknowledged that day all those fabulous men who were in that room supporting those women and how those men had helped us achieve wonderful things in our lives. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, Amanda, you are known for your compassion, and you have so much compassion for people, and yet that extends to dogs also. I understand you help rescue dogs and have quite a few dogs under your care at the same time. Uh, how many dogs do you own, and how did you get into rescuing so many other dogs that that your house is always full of so many dogs? Well, I have done foster work, and when I lived in a better um when I lived in an area that didn't have the restrictions um, of a city, I had as many as 23 dogs in my home, and I had it sectioned off to doggy doors and different places, and everything was air-conditioned and doggy beds, and that's when they had come across a hoarder's house, and so I had taken in 23 of the little ones. So I have great compassion towards the four-leggeds that cannot speak for themselves. It would be like starving a two or three year old and beating that two or three year old and lighting that two or three year old on fire because that's what you have with a dog is you've got that kind of ability and what people forget is they keep saying well the dog can't think well they can actually but I'm not going to argue that but the point is they can feel absolutely they can feel and so to me that is where I put my money I put my donations to the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, the Humane Societies, ASPCA, um, some of the other independent groups who need assistance, 
and that's those are the charities I support. You know, you became a lawyer who specialized in family issues, and seeing what was happening in the courtroom and with so many different families, did that have an influence and in, in change your own relationships or how you treated your relationships? <laughs> yeah, I decided I'd never get married again. <laughs> um, I would say that I've looked at all of this, and what what it has really brought home for me, all kidding aside, is that I, you look at your partner and you, you need to decide what kind of individual you're going to be. Is this someone where you want a shallow relationship that is easy and when a little bit of an ill wind blows your way, you dump them and get someone else? Or are you in it for the long haul, for better or worse? And I have decided, I haven't met anybody yet, but I have decided I'm the kind of person that sticks and I want someone who would be willing to work through anything. But more importantly, I would want someone who is fun. And I've, I've learned that life is short, but marriage is not easy, and especially if you have children. And it takes hard work, but the payoffs are tremendous if you can do it. On a lighter note, you've lived in Chile and Australia. What did you enjoy most about each place? In Chile, I enjoyed the food in the southern region around Punta Arenas where the they have something called a loco. It's kind of like it's like a mollusk of some kind. That was that was absolutely melt in your mouth wonderful food. The water there had so much fresh water going into the ocean that the water in southern Chile was much better tasting than the so-called water that we drank in northern Chile, which was absolutely appalling. It was beautiful. It looked like a little Switzerland. Um, there was, it was a fascinating place, and the water in the mountains were just gorgeous. Then the thing about Australia, what I, which I really did genuinely love, I fell in love with the koalas. And the thing that really amazed me is I thought they would be soft and silky, like bunny fur, but they're not. They're more like sheep wool. And I did, never would have thought that. Did you know that the eucalyptus leaves is like a drug form and that's why they sleep so much? Because it's literally like a narcotic that puts them to sleep, those, those koalas. Yes, I, and they're so cute. They're so cute. Um, I know they have problems with some of the, the dogs that attack them because they move very slowly. And Australia certainly has their issues, but the people as a as a country seem very environmentally aware and wanting to to save and protect their wildlife, which is nice. So, coming back more to a more serious topic again, if from all that you've seen, from all the years that you've been doing this, and from various viewpoints, if you could change one thing about people's understanding or how they look at the world, what would that be? Um, I think one of the things is that, you know, that's really a hard question. I think the most important thing is to realize that we are all spiritual beings, that all life matters, that 
one of the nicest things that we're seeing in the law is that the law is beginning to recognize that animals are not just a piece of property. In fact, Alaska just re, um, placed laws on the books that say that the family pet is a member of the family and not property. And that is a tremendous leap forward in understanding that life matters. Animals have consciousness that you can't destroy life, large sections of life, without having a consequence to that. And I'm glad to see people are waking up to that because that's why we're saving some of the species that are are leaving our planet. Well, and I think children's lives incredibly matter also. I know your hearts with so many dogs, but I think being in the classroom and being a school administrator for so many years and seeing how we treat our children, I think that's really crucial that we give a lot of time and energy to our children. Um, Is there any last statement that you're going to make really fast, like one sentence you'd like everybody to hear uh, before we end the interview? Truly love one another and forgive, because without that, we are lost as a society. Be prepared and surprised and very pleased if you get the opportunity to experience Amanda Taylor's work. Again, her website is www.ajtaylorlaw.com. Amanda's name indicates that she excels at working long hours and being able to stay focused. This is found in the first vowel of her first name, and that is an A. And because it's both the first letter and the first vowel, it's extra strong. And then because it sits next to an M, which extends or expands everything and really intensifies it, it's really made that piece of being able to work long hours and stay focused incredibly strong. If your first vowel and your first name is an A, you too can concentrate for long periods of time. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio, an Zone radio station, and on knowthename.com. You can tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. In each upcoming show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius, For all the days and times of Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, please go to xzbn.net and check out our broadcast schedule. If you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius, go to the website knowthename.com and give yourself a gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and how knowing what your name says and what it means can help you to live to your best and highest. You can schedule an appointment with me, your host, by calling 210-355-6115. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, signing off. 